So I arrived on Vagano Island after taking my journey across Lake Victoria with a goat which was tied up next to me. I uh, kept posing for photos and looking out wistfully onto the onto the lake, which was quite sweet. Uh, I arrived at Marilyn and Samuel's house, um, which is quite a typical sort of setup, um, but they do have quite a lot of houses on their plot of land um, for various family members. And quite soon after meeting Samuel, um, he announced himself as a um, polygamist so it became apparent that he has two wives and um, they live in two separate houses and they are not just wives it's it's really two separate families so the the wives have um, provided several children on each side and uh, yeah it's been quite interesting witnessing this sort of uh, very unusual relationship so far but I'll get more into that later um the minute I arrived um the Samuel the head of the house immediately suggested that I wash in the lake with soap um which I found um (laughs) quite forward uh, especially because he told me I didn't need um bathing clothes so I I mean I took up the challenge I went with his daughter Cheryl who's probably about 13 um, and she took me down to the lake and uh, we took off all our clothes and went for a swim which was quite weird after only having met her about 15 minutes before Um, but it was quite um, a liberating experience. Um, It was I was told it was a woman's beach Um, so there was no worry about men coming along. And to be honest, it doesn't really seem like the men are around in the day. Um, in general, I think women are left, um, in their sort of home plots and, um, are, are left to do all of the household, uh, duties, obviously like washing clothes, washing, um, the cooking utensils, um, generally like preparing meals, it actually takes up a lot of the day because everything's made from scratch. So like chapatis are made from scratch. They make these things called mandazis, which are a similar sort of fried um, fried sort of doughy stuff. Um, and all of that takes a lot of prep. So I, I'm saying with Marilyn, um, who is wife number two, who came along second... Um, and actually there's some lovely French girls here and they are staying over on the other side um, with wife number one, Grace. And uh, yeah, again, I will get more into that later. Let me go back to when I first arrived. So <laughs> had my naked swim. Uh, I then had quite a funny experience of my own. Um, I was shown to my bedroom, which is uh, basic but very adequate um got all the sort of necessities like mosquito net um and bed obviously uh bed's very comfortable actually and uh yeah like most things that I need are in there um I tried to push my bike Corelli behind the bed into the corner so that I could kind of keep him in the room just to put my mind at rest and um I was like shoving him in the corner for quite a while and I couldn't quite fit 
And uh, so I just kept pushing and I was like, what is like, what is going on? What is in the way? Um, turns out a massive reel of barbed wire was in the way. So I was just pushing my front tyre into barbed wire, which is not really what you should do um, when you don't have another inner tube spare. So that was amusing. It was like, of all the things, why does it have to be barbed wire right here? Um, but I guess it could have been like a nail bomb or something instead. So I will be grateful. Uh, Samuel moved out the barbed wire, although he actually just put it under my bed. So I know he's there really close to my head at night. Um, it's because they are constructing a house. Um, and so there is a load of stuff here. Um, materials and stuff that are just waiting to be used for the house so that's that explanation but um, anyway that happened uh, Marilyn also wanted to wash all of my clothes and Cheryl suggested that they wash my bags which are my bike panniers because they are filthy and covered in dust uh, I told them there was really no point because <laughs> the minute I leave here they will just get covered in dust again and they're kind of for that purpose so I'm fine with them being manky. Um, but they did wash my clothes kindly, which was also done in the lake too. Um, it it seems that the lake is the main or actually only water supply here. Um, I suspect that everyone on the island drinks the lake water too. Um, there's a whole load of pots that are, um, I think, different stages of water filtration. Um, the last one being the clay type of pot that we saw in Sudan. And uh, I, I suspect that this is all water from the lake that's um, being sort of purified gradually. Um, I really hope it is being purified because I'm drinking it. And um, the lake, ah, the lake's its whole, whole own subject. Um, First of all, I had a lot of fun in the lake yesterday. Um, we did the washing up and in sort of African style, the the typical way to wash up, it, uh, wash up is to carry everything down to the lake, uh, which is only like, I don't know, 100 metres down the garden and uh, get everything wet in the lake. Oh, um, also immediately take all your clothes off and dive in the water. Forgot that little detail. That's what Marilyn did as soon as we got down there. So I was like, screw it, I'm doing that as well. So uh, we're both down there, like, splashing around in the lake, but also washing up um, in these big bowls that they've got. Um, they're, like, big sort of basins that you'd, like, bathe the baby in. And, um, yeah, we just just washed up for, like, half an hour, um, but also being sort of sunned and um, and being immersed in the lake too so it was actually really fun that was definitely the most fun I've ever had washing up and ever will have um I will never forget it however it was slightly tarnished by the fact that then later I found out that Lake Victoria is actually um deemed a very hazardous lake which is not suitable for swimming bathing absolutely nothing um, so that was a surprise, uh, especially because the only washing facility here is the lake. Um, there is no shower, and so any guests that stay at this Helpex uh, must either not shower and wash or use the lake. Um, so, yeah, that's some interesting information for you. 
Um, the reason is that there is a, um, it's called bilhazia, which is carried by snails and, um, and, and their shells and is often hidden in the reeds around the lake. And it can cause, I think, quite a bad infection um, by which you get very, very sick for a couple of weeks. Nothing too dangerous, but very, very unappealing. Um, so I've, I've been sort of reading up on it and it's really not advised to have contact with the lake. Um, it's a little late for me. I've washed in it several times. My clothes have all been washed in the water and I suspect that we are drinking that water too. So um, I have done my research and it's possible to medicate yourself um, as soon as possible, but within three months of swimming in the lake. And that's what I will do um, as soon as I leave here. And um, yeah, pray that I don't get it beforehand. But it is interesting that every single person on this island um, uses the lake for all of the things that are not advised at all and they do all seem to be absolutely fine so it's either the location of the island the fact that the, this stuff hasn't um sort of grown around the island perhaps it's just grown around the coast of the lake i don't know if lakes have coasts but we'll say they do um so maybe it's more um around there i know it's it's definitely um like lethal in Uganda if you do swim in Uganda then you will get it um and I think maybe Tanzania too but um in this area maybe maybe I'll be okay um hopefully since I've been here just over the the short few days um I've been introduced to so many different things already we have done some sort of digging weeding around banana trees um on an organic farm and seen so many different fruits that i don't recognize at all uh, they can grow passion fruit here uh, essentially they can grow anything they want here it's the perfect um climate there's there's a lot of rain um and we're right on the equator so there's so much sun as well there's just, yeah, endless fruits that I don't know. Um, it's been really fun trying them. Uh, the, I have noticed that there's a theme in which um, the fruits that look like some fruits actually taste like other fruits. So there, there's these fruits that look exactly like limes. They're identical to limes. Um, but if you cut them open, it's like there's an orange inside and it tastes like orange um and there's the same with this fruit that looks so much like an artichoke um it's all bobbly and um yeah the same size as an artichoke but it's a very sweet fruit so it's really bizarre the the lemons look they're green uh, and really big and bobbly so they they kind of look like limes um it's just really bizarre that they're all different but the same um and the passion fruits aren't brown they're green and also look like limes um yeah that's so that's the fruits we have been farming around the bananas which has been really nice um they're huge here and uh there's just plenty of mango trees and stuff like that so um yeah we've we've experienced that 
side of things, which has been really cool because we're attached to an organic farm, which has um, let us come and do our sort of helping over there and taught us a lot about the, the local produce and stuff as well. Um, I, on top of that, uh, there are just endless animals. Um, a goat just popped its head over the fence, actually. Um, and there are cows, chickens everywhere, little chicks, um, and loads of birds. Obviously, don't eat those kind of birds. But um, there's. I'm told that there's so much food here that food is not a worry for anyone um I think money certainly is and like poverty sort of lines in regards to living is and medication certainly is I think that's one of the things that everyone struggles the most with um we've had lots of conversations about HIV and how in our country people don't generally die of it it's not a death sentence whereas here it seems that it definitely is um, one because people cannot afford any kind of medication and to be honest I don't think it is even on offer um, and it's the same for other diseases as well um, I think the hospital facilities on this island um, alone are really not ideal there's there are hospitals but they're very far away and the road sometimes is impassable so people are just not able to access hospitals at, at, in time um so yeah it's it's really different here um in that way um the food seems to not be a problem um but there are a lot of other challenges that come with living on the island which is such a lovely um holiday feel island there's like beach clubs and small resorts they're african resorts so it's it's not quite how you would imagine like a western resort but still, it's got a real holiday vibe. Um, there's, as I mentioned, there's two French girls here uh, and we've sort of been hanging out and going to the pub each night with the the head of the house, Samuel. Um, that's also interesting because we are the only women in the pub. Um, it's It seems that women are not allowed in the pub, really. Um, and because we're white, we can really do what we want. Um but it's, yeah, very, very unlikely that women would ever be in the pub with, uh, in the company of men. Um, and that those sort of values have filtered through everything here, I think. Um, the, obviously, the polygamy aspect is very common on the island with the older generation. Um, and it's so unusual for us to see but it's just the normal way of life here um and yeah it's I, I don't even know if that is really an old-fashioned um way of of thinking for us it's just so alien but um here it seems that the old-fashioned values like quite chauvinistic um values and and women not having very much or any control over anything financial or or at all um, seems to be the way of life so it's been really interesting spending time here on a lighter note this trip has given me a little bit of perspective in a different way uh, I've been staying in the main house with Marilyn and Samuel and it's attached um, and there's quite a lot of sort of gaps in the wall between us um, and I 
for the the whole of this trip so far I think we we were traveling together for four and a half months or so and I thought Kevin's snoring was bad but um, Samuel's sounded like a machine gun last night so I am very grateful for actually the the small amount of snoring that Kevin does Um, I'm looking forward to getting back to him now it will seem like absolutely nothing Uh, what else the oh I've continued having some fun um with the kids um here Marilyn's kids are really sweet and uh, I was playing with uh, Jay who's probably about two maybe three years old um it really he likes to play up to the attention a lot he's quite a funny child and um, very amusing but he him and his friend um I don't know the name of we we were sort of sat I, I was locked out of the house for a bit with with them and um, me and Kevin played this game where we throw rocks at something and try and hit it. It's a really basic game, but it kills a lot of time when you're waiting to uh, cross a ford or something. And uh, so I started playing this game with them. Um, turns out three-year-old African children are insanely good at throwing. Um, I j- was I I wanted to like fold in on myself the three-year-old child could throw probably oh my god like way way up um it was really embarrassing and good aim as well and um so I started this game off between them and they're throwing little rocks and then it really started to get out of hand because then they're picking up these massive rocks because we're kind of on a building site so they're basically picking up bricks and uh lobbing them down the hill i never would have dreamed that you could throw that far but it was actually going sort of over the trees and down to where a path is that people walk up and down regularly so oh my god i was trying to kind of pacify the situation and encourage them to throw in a different way or smaller rocks um but they neither of them speak english english at all um and being so young only speak the local language actually which is luo uh, and probably a tiny bit of swahili but not much and uh oh my i'm just watching them throw these rocks like seriously that would take someone out um and yeah it was it was quite funny luckily marilyn came home via a different route and i managed to like her appearance actually um kind of stopped them doing what they were doing because they knew that it was not allowed so yeah that was um absolutely amazing actually like their throw their strength is incredible at such a young age um i was just completely amazed by it um but yeah that wasn't very sensible teaching kids to throw stones um that'll teach me when I get my next stone thrown at me by a child really amongst all the wildlife and normal creatures here I've also discovered a new um thing creature animal that I call the loo lobster um which I visit every night when I'm on my way to the loo um it kind of scurries out of the of the door hinge and it's like something I've uh, nothing I've ever seen before uh it I thought it was a spider at first like a very big spider but it turns out it looks more like a crustacean it has like long feeler eyes 
and it is honestly the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Um, it's not very threatening, but it does scurry around, and it's it's pretty big as well. Um, it's probably two inches long, um, and yeah, it looks like something out of the sea. It's so weird. I need to find out what it is, but at the same time, I don't really want to acknowledge there's any others in the world. Um, so I'm hoping that it's just a one-off, like, nature blip, because it is quite vile. Um, it reminds me a little bit of that Ferrari cockroach we saw in um, Eldoret. Uh, and I'm starting to think that there are these sort of weird hybrid insects around here that there aren't in the rest of the world. They're so abnormal looking. Um, but yeah, the loo lobster is, I mean, I frequently visit. Um, well, it sounds like I've got a problem. But um, yeah, he's, he's always sort of lurking around that door hinge. And with the loo lobster haunting my dreams at night, uh, there's last night there was even more issues sleeping with um, a goat that was to be delivered this morning um, to a funeral, which um, the guys here, they really just refer to a funeral as a dead body, um, which is interesting. And uh, so this goat was going to be donated to the the funeral of this dead body um and would undoubtedly be eaten i wish they hadn't told the goat the night before because he was sort of screaming all night and uh didn't get much sleep as a consequence but um yeah the goats <laughs> the goats here are offered um often as some kind of sacrifice. It was the same in Ethiopia. The, a guy was we met was telling us that he was going to go home and drink a like a goblet of um, cold goat's blood um, as part of a ceremony as well. Everyone carries stuff on their head here, um, which, again, I've got a bit of an insight to now. Uh, it's, it's amazing what they can do. Um, I've spoken to Cheryl about it because she's quite young and she, I said, did you have to practice or whatever? And she said, no, 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 it's really easy. Um, so I guess they're doing it from quite a young age. She carries a huge amount of water on her head from the lake up to the house. Uh, she's probably carrying about 10 litres. Um, so the strength she must have is insane and she does it with no problem. Um, they usually wrap something around their head uh, material that they keep as like their own individual um, piece of cloth and yeah just place the whatever it is it really is anything I saw a really well-dressed woman um, who looked like she just returned from the airport with her whole luggage bag that you would usually drag it had wheels on it so she could have dragged it um, but that was on her head balanced carefully and she was just walking down the street um, and yeah, they, they carry everything. But I've noticed that um, one reason for it, and it makes so much sense, is that these pathways are quite narrow. And often the thing they're carrying is wider than the, like all the shrubbery around the bushes um, that like enclose them. So they put them on the head just to, to keep them up out of the way and carry them through these narrow passageways, which I I just thought it was to kind of keep your hands free but that does make sense because I'm now carrying things and constantly having to lift them up high 
to get them through the paths um so yeah that's something that i've just worked out um it's not really rocket science but just by being here uh such a basic thing anyway i'm gonna head off i'm supposedly going for a hike up to one of the sort of peaks in, in fangano and uh from there you can see uganda and tanzania um which also surround the lake uh, I say supposedly because I'm not convinced that we're going to be able to see those things. Um, but hopefully we'll track them down and I'll let you know what the view's like afterwards. Um, I am leaving the island tomorrow morning with the French girls. We've got to do our little island hop again. Um, I, I was intending to stay a bit longer, but there are a few reasons that I felt it's not a place I want to stay for too long. The experience has been really fantastic and I do recommend it to people, um, but it's just not what I was expecting for myself. Um, the Helpex falls out of line a little with, with the other Helpexes that I've done in the past. Um, and so for that reason, I'm going to move on. Um, and... I have also found it a little unusual, the living situation. Um, in a way, I'd actually love to stay longer for that reason, to kind of, um, you know, ass not assess, uh, understand the situation better, um, because it is a very odd one um, with, you know, children being split into different households and um, not seeming the uh happiest with it um i also feel the father is such a different figure to what we are used to in our own homes um he is very unusual um but i do not want to judge because i'm not living this life and uh yeah, I I couldn't understand possibly after three days what um, what this family life is about, um, and as I'm not willing to stay longer, I have to reserve my judgment. So anyway, that's so serious and boring. Um, but I will check in with everyone quite soon again. Um, let me know if you have any feedback on these. I think sometimes they're they're not really falling in with what people expect uh there's like a stupid one and then there's a serious one or me trying to be david attenborough or something and uh yeah if i have a better idea of what people want to know then i can please the crowd and the swedish listener as well hey there all right um i'm gonna head now so take care everyone